Let's get some of these cats in here. Wow, we got a lot of people. So, I don't know. You guys want to all get in on the at the same time? Make sure, uh, you know, I'll ask you after the call's over to, like, plug your stuff and things like that. But maybe we should, we'll, we'll get it in order. I'll get Sean in here. We'll talk for a couple, like, a minute or two. Then we'll, this is the first time we've had, like, four people on a call. This is fun. Let's get Shawnee Boy on in here. Sean B. Planet, entering the building. Let's see, see what the deal is. A little round table going on. So we got Might Be Wrong, Jessica Green, and uh, Sean B. Planet entering in a second. Huh. Okay. Let's see what's happening with Sean. Yo. Hello, hello. Hello, caller. How are you doing? <laughs> what's up, dog? You hear me? Yeah, I hear, I hear you. A okay, lot perfect. There. You got it. Yeah. So Sean, How's v, it going? Sean V Planet in the house. Everyone give him a follow at Sean V Planet over there on YouTube, Instagram, and of course, not Sean V Planet. His producer, his fan base over there on Twitter. Good live fan club. It's fan, fan club, club, not me. Yeah, so Sean was on the program a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, I mean, we're, what I was going to do is uh, get a couple thoughts from you, and then we'll bring, uh, like, a couple callers on in a second to, like, you know, have, a, like, a round table or whatever. But um, Yeah, I like so, that. I like yeah, that concept. Cool. All right. So um, what uh, what's your thoughts on what we've been uh, – general thoughts on what we've been covering so far? Yeah, man. I mean, I can't agree with you enough on pretty much all your points. Um that idea, I mean, you did a good job explaining what Christianity is and what nationalism is, but it's also, I think, valid questions to ask, like, what Christianity and what nation, like, what nation? Yes. Right? Um, and, you know, the guy just in the chat kind of talking about Hagia Sophia falling or whatever. I mean, look at the Orthodox Church in Russia during Soviet takeover, right? And, I mean, compare and contrast that, like, they could be Christian nationalists who love their country or love their nation. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, they love Russia. They love their denomination, their church and their nation. But they're not really for <laughs> communism, right. atheist communists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so even like Christian nationalists can, like, give pushback to their governments or their country, however you want to frame that. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, it's like kind of yeah, like I the, wish I agree with you. It's like the bi biblical like like notion of like submit. I mean, it's like speech and disagreement is not uh, like uh, speech and disagreement. And you, you can still do what the government says. But if you push back like like, dude, people just are so uh, blinded by, by like the idea of violence. They think like if you speak against something, if you say this shouldn't happen. Therefore, I'm going to get violent and overthrow the government. They like go straight to that place. Yeah. Like, dude, like, you know, we are called to obey our authorities and uh, like governmental authorities are ordained, ordained by God. But you're definitely right about like which, you know, which Christianity, which nation. And that's why you know, I, I am an American. You're an American. So it's like, but you know, like I just think well, in the battle itself, when you're talking about violence or fight, you know, people yeah. say we need to fight back. Fight I mean, back. it's a yeah. spiritual battle, right? I mean, yeah. that's the difference between some physical, earthly, you know, dueling it out with swords or guns or whatever, and actually fighting off, you know, evil satanic forces spiritually. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you have to kind of define what your violence, quote unquote, violence is. You know, yeah, yeah your yeah, what your fight is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see, like you know. I do agree with you that it is a spiritual battle, but at some point it has to manifest itself physically. I mean, other than if you were to literally just pray all day, you know, like, like if like to yeah. me, the only purely spiritual thing that one can do is pray. Like, like even reading the Bible, you're reading something. 
and you have to like implement that. That's what I was saying about my identity, where it's like even though my identity is with Christ, like I have worldly identities that aren't in conflict with Christ. So you know, it's gonna like I like I feel like you have to implement the spiritual battle in physical ways at some point. Even that means just like working hard, telling the truth, and starting a family, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I was trying to look at, I can't find it, but uh, I think it was Major Victory made a good comment in the, you know, in the chat, the text chat about, um, you know, you submit to your government until it crosses the line of um, disobedience to God. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, like you can't worship or like, but I mean, I think it's the a, book of Daniel is a good example of that. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. you know, you Daniel was conquered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Daniel's the man, dude. <laughs> um, but he was conquered, taken prisoner. I mean if he was a quote unquote Christian nationalist, he's now in Babylon, <laughs> right? you know, but, and like, that's a good example to follow. Like, what did he do? He still submitted to his government, but he still obeyed God's laws first and foremost above everything else. And I mean, you could have maybe called him a Christian nationalist quote unquote, because he wanted his government back. He wanted his nation back. And eventually that happened. Right. At least for a temporary time. Right. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like your my point about concepts. about the nation is that it precedes the government. So it's like even if we get conquered, we're Americans. I mean, I guess like right. the, we're in a little bit weird of a spot. Uh, um, I'll, I'll give this final thought that I'm gonna get Jessica Green on in here, and we can chat about because I want you, you guys yep. like I want you to mention this like Orthodox Russian Orthodox thing because she's Orthodox. Um, uh, but like, you know, Daniel was a like. Hebrew part of like the Hebrew nation and I don't know what tribe he was from but he was part of the Hebrew nation even after they got conquered before they got conquered right and yeah. it's like like the Hebrew if you think about it like Moses technically set up a government right he was given laws and he set up a government but the tribes of Israel were there prior to that and they were just under subjugation from the from the Egyptians so it's like if you look at what history is uh, even in the in the bible it's like very evident that the nation or the people is there prior to the government like in all like in all cases like no no new ethnos was started by a government that like no what new ethnos was started the day on like J July 4th 1776 like that's retarded you know yeah Okay. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you agree with that? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were exiled in Babylon, but they were still Israelites yeah. or Judeans or whatever the phrase was at that time. Yeah. Um, and I think that the doesn't Jews. change. I mean, if, if America gets conquered by China or whatever, yeah. you know, whether or not exactly. we already have been, <laughs> yeah. um, oh. you know, you can still be like a Christian nationalist, like an American, Yeah. but you might not be a part of the U S government, which might right. not exist. Yeah, more, the, these you know? like government cucks, dude. Like, yeah, they're yeah. like all that. That's what they worship. Yeah. So let's get uh, Jessica Green on in here. Um, so let's yeah. see what happens. Um, yeah. So we have four people on this call in a second, which is Bubba based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Jessica, you're uh, yeah, your camera's not on. Uh, Jessica, you hear me? Oh, hi. Yeah. Can you hear me? So, yeah, we can hear you. You're on air with, hey. uh, with Sean V. Planet. What's up, y'all? Hey, Sean. Um, I think it's only hey. fair to mention you guys uh, had said I was Orthodox. I should mention that I am only a catechumen. Sorry. I am not. Yeah, um, you're not fully allowed to orthodox. say it. Yeah, you're not allowed to say it yet. Yeah, I, I oh, understand. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not based. Uh, right. Not yet. Not yet. Probably <laughs> in maybe a year or so. You're going to be uh, purged to the, um, the Mount Athos Peninsula. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be guarding the gate to keep all the women away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, we covered this on the stream the other day, but like, so in that island, female animals aren't even allowed. 
yeah um they have to import all of their milk and eggs as a result but the cats are kind of turned they turn a blind eye to the cats because oh. they are so numerous okay um on the island but other than that no female um animals are allowed the only woman on the island is the theotokos the virgin mary wow that's uh that's Real quick question: yeah. Whose job is it to go and like check the gender? <laughs> so there have there have been occasions. Like is someone going and picking up cats behinds and like inspecting them and saying like yes or no? Right. And then if so, it's a woman, what do they do? They like throw in the ocean? <laughs> no, Based. no. So with the with the cats, they do kind of turn a blind eye because the cats are so numerous on the island. They kind of just like look over that one <laughs> um, because it would involve them literally going around all the time, gathering up cats and throwing them into the ocean, which is quite a horrible thing. So, <laughs> wow. so yeah. So uh, before we, we can get, might be wrong in here a second, but I wanted to give Jessica a couple minutes, like just, you know, what's your thoughts? You know, you, you said a lot of, you know, but everyone that's going to be on the call, it was given some you know, pretty good takes in there in the live chat and stuff. But like, what's your general thoughts on what we've covered so far? Christian nationalism, um, you know, like like the, the article I just read as well as, you know, my my article. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, some of the articles made good and interesting points, but they were kind of couched in this like love of state yeah. where that's different than authority. And I. Uh oh, uh, are we Sean, you still there? I'm here. OK, Jessica, Jessica. You, Jessica, it's gone. Happened. No, <laughs> mid thought. All right. Yeah, we'll wait a couple minutes. I might boot her and get her back Boo. in here. Boo. Uh, yeah, because it was like mid, like, ah, like really good take. But you the know, gravy was being laid. It was being Come on. Let me DM her over there on, uh, on Twitter. And dang it. Um, so, like, are, Sean, are you a nationalist? Would you say you are? Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, I would definitely say I'm a nationalist, but. I mean, every day I grow more and more untrusting of our current government mm -hmm. and our system of governance. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we talked about when I was on your stream a few weeks ago, like I'm just drifting more towards monarchy by the day. Right. Um, yeah. I just see some kind of quote unquote authoritarian rule kind of needs to be set up, whatever yeah. that may be, whatever the best system is. I'm not sitting here saying like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so smart. I'm going to implement it or me and my friends are going to do Sean, it. And we're going to yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I just think that's the smartest thing. Right. I kind of mentioned in the chat, too, I think, like, just the constitutional monarchy seems to yeah. be the tried and true best, like, well-tested um, form of government. It seems right. to be the longest lasting, the one that results in the most peace, yeah. the most, like, civil um, prosperity and... So that, that was what I was saying, though, about... Uh, and I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just saying that, like... The, the nationalism thing is more of like a cultural stance rather than even a government stance because, I mean, shit, Thailand's a nation. They got a king. You know, there, there are nations yeah. that have uh, – there are nations that have monarchies. And so it's like how we're going to divide up political power is not even a comment on – nationalism not really even a comment on that. I mean, it's it, – you know, you can be a nation and have uh, – you, you can have a communist nation. You know, and as long it's long as like, but it's like what that group of people agrees on is the the uh, system of government, not not what yeah. the people is. So I, that's what I think the dude in the um, the Christianity Today um, article got right. He, he's like he is describing like a people group, but then he goes straight to like government cucking. I'm like, bro, you lost me. Well, see, and then I 
I mean, we even might disagree on this because like I've met people when I lived in San Diego that like I would consider Americans, even though they do speak Spanish and even though they, you know, they have legal documents, but they were born in other countries and they come here. Like I'm talking about the people I knew were actually like legal, you know, they weren't born in America or maybe their parents weren't, but they're now in America. I would see them as Americans because they are like, we love this country. We escaped hell. We love where we are now. We did it the right way. We yeah. want to be a part of this. We want our children and our ancestors, you know, our, our offspring for generations to come to be a part of this country. I would see that person as an American, you yeah, know, part of our nation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, that's where it's like the, the guy does have a, a good point where he talks about, like, the borders and let me get to this language. Yeah, like the borders and the cultural barriers are blurred. I mean, I do concede that for sure. I mean, I'm not like a like a racial nationalist per se, but I do acknowledge that there's an element of ethnos inside of, of nationalism where it's like, like there is a percentage of people that could be like, I would, I would say the people you're talking about are certainly citizens of the United States, but like, you know, it to me, like I've done like a lot of streams on nationalism. Now, like the, the operative question, the important question here is, is America special? Like, because what you're talking about, if you're saying that, like, people are allowed in, if, like, solely on values, then you're talking about, like, four or five countries in the history of the world that operated on, like, solely a civic basis. Where my, it's my view that it's like a pie chart, where there is, like, a blood element, there is a religious, there's a language. Um, and if you don't, like, dare I say, check enough of those boxes, then... You're not like in the nation, but that doesn't mean that you should be treated badly. It's just more like a definitional thing rather than a I want them to like be catapulted over the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, well, you know, I probably like them more than soy boys that are part of the American nation. <laughs> like, I would yeah, say, yeah. I would say that I like them more. Yeah. Like, that's how I would yeah. say that rather than they're just like, they are Americans. Cause it's like, if I like subscribe to like 100% of Japanese values, I wear a kimono and like start an anime show. Am I Japanese if I move there? Like, no. Like, you know, and so the, that's why it's like the, the important thing is, is America special and will there be another country like this ever? Because it's failing right now. And it's kind of like, it, you know, if the American experiment fails, it does. Did we win? It's clear to me that that America is not winning the definition of nation right now. Right. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Obviously, it's a giant mess because we have to do all of this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's like yeah. So I mean, I like just I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but it's like I I would just say I like those those Mexicans more than than like I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just see it more as like it is. I don't see it necessarily as blood, but I actually, you know, it's hard to refute that argument. Yeah, it's very but hard. The way yeah, I was trying yeah. to just explain it is like, you know, we won't say specific friends or whatever, but let's just say someone like you moves to Japan mm. and you authentically, genuinely are like, I do want to become Japanese. Mm. Like, I do want to have children here. I do want to like buy land, invest in this place, be buried here and have my children live here. I would say you're joining the nation. Mm. I don't see they that being like not. actually like they, they would probably not. wouldn't. They would but be I like, would, like, oh, <laughs> round die, round die, you must have gone. <laughs> no. This is a magic maybe, maybe theory. Some, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe yeah. 
So but I just, yeah. in my opinion of like nationalism, like I do think you could join it. I don't necessarily think it has to be inherited, mm. but I understand the argument. It's like, yeah. it's tough to refute the argument that it almost has to be inherited as well. Cause I do understand that point too. And I think I just kind of the- lean more towards yeah. the idea that you could, not that just anyone who moves to Japan is like, I'm Japanese now I'm in the nation <laughs> just cause I'm here. And I said, so, you know, I don't see that, but I think it would really have to be like, are you genuinely trying to invest in it and be a part of it going forward in the future and yeah. pass yourself like into like passing your life and into your children's lives and their children's lives. Yeah. I mean like, but my, my point is like, who would make, who would make that decision? The people that made that decision would be the Japanese nation. So at the end of the day, I would because I'm American. You would, you would just, yeah, you would just like grill up some bacon, right. come in with your AK-45, gunshot, gunshot. Yeah, your your Gatling gun. All right, so um, so Jessica Green's back in the building. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. I'm so right. sorry about that. There's a storm rolling through right now, so my net is really uh, spotty. I am so sorry. The devil so is real, y'all. You're in, mid, yeah. You're mid, like <laughs> starting a base take or something like that. So yeah, let's just start over. Yeah, what is your Hopefully. thought on uh, thoughts on uh, a non-base take from Jessica? Come on, that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, what were your thoughts on the the two articles we went through? Yeah, so I I do think a lot of people conflate the idea that um, authority and state are synonymous, and they are not. Um, there are quite a number of laws that exist without a state to enforce them. They're enforced socially. They're enforced within the family. Even social clubs and golf clubs have rules and regulations. You know what I'm saying? So it's not as though a state is necessary for those things. Um, what I think that people get confused with is they don't want there to be a libertine, lawless society and think that without the civil authorities that there will be. Um you know, as far as America goes, this is um, a majority Christian nation. And I think a lot of the freedom that we set up for others to exist, something I had said in the chat before, but I'll go ahead and repeat it, which is that um, the value of tolerance is to allow these other religions and other types of cultures to exist within our borders. It means we don't kill you for being non-Christian. But that also is not an invitation to supplant Christianity with secular values. And that is um, what has been what people have used the freedom of religion, what people have used it to accomplish. And so there are a lot of ways that sort of that experiment is the the fruit being born from it is not um, good fruit. Mm. So there are other ways that we can perhaps have a Christian culture and society in a more decentralized manner in which um, the morals and the laws of Christian people are enforced socially and not through the government. Mm. Yeah. If that I mean, makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's always a line because, you know, you have to inf- like enforce, you know, stuff that are just like, dare I say, like universal laws. I mean, they're codified in the Bible, but it's also like murder, you know, th- you know right. things like that. I mean, you know, those are Christian values, but they're also like universal wrongs across all, all cultures and things like that. Where would your line, like, let's take things. I mean, we can just kind of like go through the 10 commandments and like, you know, either you guys can weigh in on this, but specifically for, for Jessica, like, you know, if you go through like murder should be enforced by some sort of legal entity, right? Um, Like, like, do, do you think things like bearing false witness or adultery or, idolatry things like that should be enforced by i know you're kind of more of an anarchist or whatever it's like what's your take on that 
Right. So um, I actually, when I said earlier in the chat that I would prefer a king to democracy, the reason I would prefer a king to democracy is because it is much easier to unseat a bad king than it is to unseat 3,000 or 300 bad kings. And that's a system we find ourselves in right now, which is um, the government has, you know, expanded into this Leviathan that even if you cut the head off, four more heads would spring up in its place. It's just impossible. So, you know, I, I don't think that we should have no systems of government. I just think that if things were decentralized, each little area could be responsible for itself. And that way, if one area has a bad prince or bad king or a regional leader, that doesn't get translated across the board to everyone living. You know, if, if we create bad uh, federal laws, the people in California are affected the same way that people in Georgia are affected. Georgia should be a kingdom unto itself and California should be a kingdom unto itself. That way, if um, California wants to degenerate into uh, well, degeneracy and perversion, having drag queen story hour and every other kind of unspeakable wickedness, they do not get to use the tyranny of votes to enforce that on Georgia. Georgia has different values than California. We're just not the same country. So, you know, I mentioned in the chat earlier, balkanization seems to me the peaceful resolution. Otherwise, we battle violently for control of the this head of this federal government this uh that reaches its claws into the life of everyday people and so i'm not necessarily an anarchist i um think that it's a more peaceful solution than say being a, a democracy or you know e even a monarchy you know like um what i'm looking for is peaceful solutions where we're not necessarily driven to kill each other in order to control things Right. So, so hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah. So Sean, like what, same question for you about like, um, you know, the, the 10 commandments, let's just start there. I know there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the Bible beyond <laughs> the, the 10 commandments, but it's like, it's a good place to start. I like lists, you know, like what do you see? Like the government has, as having like any role enforcing the, the non-obvious ones, you know, like, you know, like rape or murder, theft, you know, those are already kind of in stone. But like the other ones like lying, you know, um, or bearing false witness, whatever the difference is, like the other Ten Commandments, do you think the government should kind of do their thing there or what? Um, I mean, in a perfect world, yes, but we don't live in a perfect world, right? Um, so there's also two. I think there's I'm trying to think of what actually the Ten Commandments are. I've been trying to memorize them, but there's at least two that you wouldn't even be able to enforce because they're like subjective and honoring my the father and my yeah, mother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, thou shall not covet. Like, how could you possibly enforce those things that are just of the mind? Um, but yeah, I mean, stealing, committing, you know, committing adultery, not killing. I mean, some of that stuff you could see as extreme, but um, I don't know. You know, the idea too of like, you know, I mean, number one, first and foremost is have no other gods before me. Um, if we truly did want a Christian nation, you know, enforced by law, like law backed by the threat of violence, backed by a monopoly on violence, then that would be pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. you know, it kind of would, uh, you know, Jessica was saying earlier about like, you know, Christians should be tolerant, quote unquote tolerant, because like we said in the chat, that term has been kind of perverted. Um, in our modern culture, but if we're going to give people freedom and allow them the ability to be sinners and live in sin and not force them out of that, 
then that's a pretty aggressive law to try to enforce, you know, and that's number one. (laughs) I think it's most important. Obviously it's number one because it's most important as a Christian to choose to obey. But if you're talking about actually enforcing it with like the strong arm of the law, I think it would be pretty, you know, unreasonable, I guess would be the argument. I'm having a, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm having a thought as you're talking about adultery specifically. Um, I don't know if you guys recall the story of the Samaritan woman at the well. Mm-hmm. and Jesus yeah. speaking to her and then her running away, just uh, exuberant, carrying the, to the message of Christ down to the other Samaritans. That woman was at the well at noon because she was an adulteress. The other women would have nothing to do with her. Yeah. The women would normally go in the morning when it was cool to draw water from the well. And because she was an adulteress and because the other women wanted nothing to do with her, she was forced to go there at noon in the sweltering heat to get her water. And that's where Christ met her. So, you know, Christ was reaching out to an adulteress to have a specific, in fact, the most lengthy one-to-one conversation that Christ has with anybody in the scripture is with the Samaritan woman at the well. It was also the start of his ministry. The first person that he, you know, testified to, (laughs) told, told the gospel to was, you know, I've talked about this on one of my streams. I'm very familiar with it, but it's, you know, a foreigner, a woman, a sinner, yeah, you know, it's kind of the perfect storm of, you know, and just a woman in general, like at that point in time was just outrageous, you know, and it gives you, a, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, gives you a clue G- about Christ's Jesus character Christ, Jesus and how Christ we're called is to least be- based. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely, uh, it gives you clues about his character. And if we're called to be like him, if we're called to be mini Christs, um, we're called to be like him. Um, we should take that story in recognition that, you know, there are going to be people outside of the fringes of society. We want to, to reach out to them and we want them to repent. He didn't say uh, continue to be an adulteress. Right. didn't say continue in your wicked ways. Yeah. You know, he, he redeemed her from her sin. He didn't make her sin. Okay. And I think that that's a vast difference to understand. Right. I mean, yeah, as well as the adulterous woman that they, the, the men wanted to stone, you know, yeah. the, you know, mm-hmm. thou shalt cast the first stone. No one throws the stone. If anything, Jesus was the only one there that was able to throw the stone. He chose not to. Right. And what did he say? Go and sin no more. Yes. Right. I mean, I, uh, he didn't say, I'm going to enforce this on you <laughs> with a stone. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to physically enforce this, but I'm asking you, I'm calling you to go and sin no more. Choose yeah. me, and, choose righteousness, not obey or else. Right. And, and the people who were going to stone her brought up the law at the time. He said, this is the law. And, you know, they asked him if um, at one point, I don't know if that was during the same circumstance, but they asked him, are you here to take the law away? And he said, no, I'm here to to fulfill the law. And that is what was done through the resurrection, the redemption of sinners. So he has been slow in his return in order to give sinners time to come to repentance. And so it's not for us to force um, it to, to, to kill them and to deny them the opportunity to repent in the first place or to force them into repentance under threat of violence. Uh, they have to come to repentance through genuine love of God. And so I think that that to me informs me about how I would want to take on things like adultery and, you know, all of the, the, lo- the m- numerous 600 various laws that the Jews had. Uh, not that they were freed from 
the law, not that the law didn't apply to them anymore. It was that the law was fulfilled and that um, breaking the law didn't mean that you were irredeemable, which is what it used to mean to the Jews. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like like just to kind of play devil's advocate and then we'll get might be wrong in here. Uh, uh, it's kind of like it's like Jesus didn't handle anything violently or through coercion or whatever. Therefore, there shouldn't be laws against murder. That's like the issue I have with that. Like, I, I don't agree with that take, but I'm saying like, you know, people are that's this is like the Jesus was a socialist argument that, that I'm making right now, where it's so, like we're not necessarily a socialist, but Jesus was tolerant. Like if everyone wants to be if everyone should be like Jesus and there and Jesus never killed anyone for creating like for, for like committing serial murder in his day. Therefore, the government shouldn't do it either. And I, I there's something mm -hmm. that like falls apart there. I actually kind of disagree with the way that that's being framed, actually, cool. because he wasn't saying um, it's not saying don't, you know, put someone in a place where they can't continue to harm innocent people. And I think, you know, there is a reason to incarcerate people. However, I don't agree with the death penalty. Really? The reason I don't agree. Yeah. The reason wow. I don't agree with the death penalty is because it is not for us to decide that that person's life is at an end. And even the most vicious murderer can find repentance in God. Yeah. And it's if we cut them short of their life, we deny them the opportunity to find repentance. Mm. And, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, the state often gets uh, things wrong, um, sometimes we're executing innocent people. It's, it, you know, uh, it's dicey. It's really, really dicey for men and manly and governments from man to decide who should live and who should die. Now, I don't think that means that you let a murderer continue to run around murdering because, you know, we just don't want to be mean. I don't think that's what <laughs> Jesus was getting at. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I got to think about that. I'm pretty pro death penalty. <laughs> um, like, you know, but like, you know, uh, this is why, uh, you know, for a lot of Christian governments that, that people got burnt at the stake is actually to get give them time to repent. <laughs> a little morbid, but that's that was actually their logic. That's not my argument. <laughs> There are many jailhouse conversions um, mm. and, you know, one, it used to help you get off of your sentence pretty lightly if you could convince the judge that you were a repentant Christian. But <laughs> at the same time, you have to believe that some of those ver uh, conversions were true, and that people do learn the error of their ways and that they can um, be repentant because if they can't, then what hope of any of us have? Because we are all sinners and there are no degrees of sin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. got to think about what, that one. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's just my mood these days. Um, might be wrong is in the house. You hear us? Yeah. Um, I heard I heard you're going to come in hot, bro. Is my is my mic too hot right now? Turn or it down. It it's turn it turn down, down a, a little. little bit. Yeah. yeah um, hold on. Just a quick thing. Uh, someone said in the chat when Jessica left that it's uh, someone said Stephen repealed the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> very true, good very good ba based and true yes <laughs> so might be wrong uh so uh you know i gave the when the people entered the, the people being sean and jessica when they entered the room that a little like chance to just say your take on like christian nationalism what we covered prior to the uh to the call but yeah what was your thoughts on the first hour of the show yeah so i mean one we pretty much all agree that that guy was basically just straw manning mm. what nationalism and what Christianity is. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. Nationalism more. 
Um, you know, for me, I don't like the word nationalism, um, but only because, <laughs> but I hate the other word that I actually think even more because of the other connotations it gives. I like statism, but not statism as it's as we would define it, but just because I think America is too big. I think any nation this large is impossible to govern in the way that we would want it to be governed. And so, like for me, and this is where I totally agree with Stephen, is like my nation starts in my house. Yeah. You know, it starts in my house, it moves to my community, it moves to my church. And the, the, the broader Christian community around me and just kind of expands out of that. And for me, it's like, you know, I mean, it sounds a little bit silly, but like I'd be fine if Florida was its own country. You know, I really would. Um, even if like just central Florida where I live, you make it even smaller. I'd be fine if we were that. And if we wanted to, which is kind of how I feel our nation was founded to begin with, if we wanted to unite for the purposes of national defense and security, I'd be fine with that. But to think that we can have this much landmass and 330 million people all agreeing on, you know, God and and what true faith is and just how to be decent people. I mean, it's hard to get one town to agree on those things. You know, but anyway, um, so might overall, be wrong. Real, real, I, I thought, real fast, um, man, can, can, your blog was really good. You got you got some audio stuff going on. Like when you talk, it's like boing, 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 boing. Uh, is there really? something? Yeah, it's like it's like, I don't know. You keep going if you want. But like, after you finish, you should leave and come back and just see if that uh, if that fixes itself. Um, yeah, like every time you still talk, doing it. Yeah, it's like every time you talk, it's like like sounds like some dubstep. Oh, that's intentional. <laughs> Tight, dude. Ba ba might be bass nectar. Duh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, just finish your little thing, what you're about to say, and then I'm going to kick. No, just, I mean, yeah, just, yeah, that's basically that's basically all I really was thinking about. I mean, there's a plenty of thoughts on what you guys were talking about, but as far as just the article is concerned, like I, uh, it's insane to me that anyone would be opposed to people wanting to unite around a common belief and faith. Like that's just seems common sense to me. And that anybody would pretend that that's somehow, you know, hateful or bigoted or anything else is just ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I have thoughts on some of the other stuff, but I, I can bail and come back. Yeah, to just and bail and come back and see first. if it works. I mean, I like, I don't know what it is, but it's it's not. It sounds kind of like a like an audio effect you have on, but I don't think you have effects over there. Um, no, and I, it's doing it on your voice too right now. Really? Yeah, I sound pretty. Dang, I sound dope, dude. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, <laughs> so just leave and come I'll, back. All right. Yeah, we'll beatbox later. That sounds sexy, bro. All right, so, my friends, I unfortunately have to leave. I have a, a live feed myself oh, at 10. Yeah, lame. so sorry, but oh. I, I had fun talking to you. That's and, cool. Um, yeah, so is it cool if I hit you up on other call-in shows? I mean, I was going to yes. make this semi-regular thing. Um, so, yeah, I will DM you. Why don't you plug your stuff, get everyone to listen to the mad ones and stuff. 
Yeah, definitely. I have a podcast called The Bad Ones. We're on uh, YouTube, Rockfin, and Odyssey. Um, also, I am doing a 100 Nights of Horror horror movie challenge. There's a group on Facebook for that where we watch 100 horror movies leading up to Halloween. So if you think you have the stomach to watch 100 really bad movies in a row, please come join us. We have a lot of fun there. And that group is on Facebook. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at SoupCanArchist. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed talking to you guys in the chat and I hope to see more of you. All right. Take care. Have a nice right. night. Thanks a lot. Thanks Bye. 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 And then there were two. All right. So yeah, might be wrong. We'll be back in, in a second or whatever, but like, oh, here we go. Here is um, maybe we'll get some dubstep again. Yeah. I totally agree with that point he makes where, and you were making too, where it, uh, it definitely starts with the family, mm -hmm. right? Undeniably. Yeah. And then it just goes out from there. Right. And I think it's just you as a person, where are you drawing that line at your nation? Yeah. I mean, is it your yeah. county? Is it your city block? Is it your state? Is it your country? Is it, you know, where, like, that's just kind of a debate of that, like what the nation is in and of itself. Um, that's the only thing to me that really should be debated. Other than that, it's just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, seems I mean, apparent that you're 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 going to be a part of something. So where yeah. do you draw the line? Yeah, I mean, and, that, and I that's, think that you should focus your your energy on that your garden that you're called to be in. Yeah, yeah, you're big on that. I think that's that's like self evident, like that. It's just like, and then one of the things that I was definitely what I stand by more than I than my thoughts on the nation is that the building block of society is not the individual; it's the family. And like yeah. you could say that, like. Just like the build, like, okay, you have a- if There you is a, no individual without family. Yeah, and like, if you have a chair, right? I mean, it's, you could say that like, the, like, the building block of something to sit on is a chair, right? But like, you're like, why is it not the individual leg of the stool? And like, it's because if you sit on it, it goes up your butt. Like, uh, and, and like, and, and like, why is it not the splinter within the, the, uh, the leg of the chair? Why is it not the atom? It's because the, the like, the, the, it's just like the collective is like more real on a societal level than the individual. Cause like individual, you could just like, you know, you don't have to build anything to be an individual, but it like inherent in the definition of like the family is like you're built, you've built something at that point. Like it's not like apparent to me that the individual is like required to build anything at all. I mean, it's good if they do, but like the family, you've built something there, you know? And it's continuing. Yeah. There's a legacy left behind. It's not just the individual who will came from dust and will return to dust. And that's it. Yeah. You know, the family actually lets that legacy continue, that lineage continue. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Let me, uh, uh, I guess might be wrong. It's coming under a, a different account now. Interesting. Um, what be hmm. after he might be wrong does his thing. I think we're going to take some questions from the chat because we got some yeah. good thoughts in there. Might be wrong. <laughs> Can you hear me? Oh, it's way better. Yeah, it's great. Okay, it's weird. Phone. I'm using my phone. Cool. So, all right. So, what were you saying? Oh, jeez. Well, okay. That's so, been so long ago. So, so, we'll start from the chat. I mean, like, was, what I was going to do in a second, and, and in a few minutes, I think we have Let's Be Frank coming on. Um, and uh, so, what I, like, we can. T why don't you I just give you the floor for a second, uh, Jeremy, to talk about like what you wanted to address from the chat, what like the discussion before. I, and what Jessica and Sean were talking about before you got on, and then we'll just like read through the chats and have you guys like opine on them. So what were you, you said, Jeremy, you said that, you know, um, regardless of what the, the article said, you had some thoughts on other discussions we we're having. So what were you, 
You said you were going to yeah, come, well, come in hot, so let's do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, my come in hot thing was um, referring to Jesus not being the son of God. But uh, I mean, that was that dude in the chat. Oh, but the Muslim? Anyway. Oh, there was, yeah, there was a yeah. Muslim in the chat, yeah. He was saying Jesus was a prophet, not the son of God, which is like, I, we get it, you're Muslim. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get it, you're wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> And it's not, um, it might be. <laughs> right. So uh, part of it, like what Sean was just saying, uh, I caught part of it um, where he was talking about like defining how far out you have to like go for it to be your nation or whatever, whatever you want to deem to be your nation. Yeah. One of the things we discussed <clears throat> another time, and um, I'm curious what Sean thinks about it is we had said um, or other others had said that if, you did break up the country, balkanize the country, and you would divide it up, whether it looked like federalism or whatever it looked like, uh, you would have to put walls and not allow, or, or at least maybe not physical walls, but not allow just open borders between the states, migration between the states. What are your thoughts about that, Sean? Do you think that's true? or The premise is that you can't allow it. Yeah, that, that it wouldn't that it's work. Just not a good it idea. wouldn't work if you allowed uh, America to be open borders within itself. If you balkanized, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that would probably be smarter, especially if it's brand new. Um, if things haven't really been settled or established within the walls, and you know, any Californian can just move to the new kingdom of Appalachia and start voting. <laughs> um, so I think that would absolutely be smart, definitely the beginning. Um, and then there's just a general idea that, I mean, every empire pretty much falls because of immigration over time, because foreigners are allowed to come in and change the basic premise, the basic foundations of what the empire itself was or what the kingdom or whatever country government there is in existence in that place at that time. So I do think there's like validity to it. Um, is it necessary? I don't know. <laughs> right. Like that's kind of a big question or big uh, thought to explain, but I kind of agree with, yeah, that'd be very smart if you were to balkanize America right now and you wanted to make, let's say uh, a Florida, Georgia, Tennessee um, nation, right. Out of those three States, it would be very smart for those three States not to allow other people in at least for a long time, like for a good period of time, because that would, like you said, the problems that would arise of people, Yankees from the North coming down and telling us what to do or being a part of the, the new codes being written. <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, 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 take, you take me into your nation, sense. dude. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm fucking around. I'm saying because I'm, na- I'm a Yankee that came down to Tennessee. I'm like, yo, 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 like I'm not from here, dude. I'll fucking, yo, yeah. put a, I'll put a piece of gla- a grass in my mouth and talk with a twang and like learn country. If you just like let me into your Appalachian, uh, please, please. Like, anyway. That's kind of what I was mentioning earlier, though. It's like, but, but, right. So I'm originally from Illinois. I lived in California for 10 years. Now I'm in Tennessee. I'm fully invested in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm invested. I'm in Nashville right now. Even that too. I mean, I'm in Nashville right now. My plan is to go East eventually. Yes. So even that's kind of temporary ish being here in middle central Tennessee. But as long as you're truly investing in the culture, you're truly like, I mean, the thing, the vow I took is I'm not voting at least for an election cycle, if not two, 
because I recognize that I am an outsider and I don't want to just move to Tennessee and bring my outsider opinions and start affecting the government, you know? Um, but if I do start buying land, if I do start being an active, valuable member of my community and my church, have children establish roots here and do so with long-term plans, I think then there should be no problem with me coming here and being a part of it. But if I was also just free to just come and go as I please to any little kingdom and start voting or changing the government there, that's clearly the problem, which I think is kind of what you were saying might be wrong. Yeah. I mean, in general, I'm not a huge fan of democracy to begin with, but if you did establish that, Same. that based, <laughs> right. So if you, but if you did establish that you were going to have a democracy, I think like I would be more for allowing immigration if you, that generation that came couldn't vote, but it had to be passed on to the second or third generation. That literally, if you came here, you came here with the expectation that you actually, your generation would not receive government benefit. Your generation could not vote. You are literally coming here because you're investing in the future of your family. And I think that would yeah. tell you right away, hey, this is the kind of person that we would want here. Right. Yeah. So I would agree with that, too. I mean, I would I would agree to those terms. I would say, yes, I don't have a right to vote, but my children do. Right. I mean, look, we, we um, I'm sure we've all heard about like the Irish immigrants that came here as indentured servants and, and so that their children could be free. And it's like, yeah, these are the people that helped build this country with people who who they had the appropriate view of time preference and they they were able to sacrifice some freedom for themselves for their children and, and their descendants to have it. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, the steel I, I, man, the opposite point. No, what are you saying? Steve? <laughs> I was just saying that I'm like, I get what you guys are saying. Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> I have a different approach a little bit. Like I'm already like considering running for local office <laughs> around here. Like I'm like, because I'm, like, I'm like, of course, of course I am an Sheriff outsider. I'm, I, I am of course an outsider and I have like different opinions and stuff but they're more based. <laughs> so like, like, and I like Sean, I mean, I would say I, if I'm a gambling man and I'll bet you a hundred dollars that I'm not that, uh, that if you, that you are one of the more based people by where you are. <laughs> so I want oh, you to vote. Yeah. I want you to run. I want you to like, like the, the your normal, like conservative or whatever is like, they're just like don't want to be bothered with it, but they don't like recognize that they're like kind of liberals and they're and this tidal <laughs> wave of leftism is coming their way. So like to me, yeah. I'm just like uh, I, yeah, think I mean my, that my Republican friends and uh, your neighbors in the community are very happy that the Daily Wire just moved to Nashville. Right, if that's dude. if that's a sign that good, <laughs> not good. Like, like man, yeah, I'm yeah. so glad Ben Shapiro so, is here in Nashville. <laughs> so I'm just like, dude, I, I I welcome like I just I'm think like, that, how do I legally remove them from Nashville? <laughs> yeah, well, the, the way that you do that is you you got it like at least I, like I think that like really uh. Of, like voting is kind of like a psyop to make us like not run and seek political power. Like voting is gay, but running for sh building shit and running for stuff. That's why I like. Yeah, I, I think sheriff is really important. Sheriff would be. I was, thinking about, like, city I was thinking, thinking about city council. 
Um, yeah, city council, mayor is is good, although in some places it's just a figurehead. Um, and sheriff is definitely good. I would say that I think voting is a psyop to keep us from doing things to improve our community in general. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. True, true. I mean, just it, well, I did my duty. I put on a sticker that said I voted and I took a selfie. <laughs> it's so gay. I mean, that's, voting that's is so gay, with, uh, dude. You know, all these Trump well, people who could have put useful, productive time and energy into like building and growing and making yep. improvements in their life and their family, in their community, in their church. They just kind of sat there for four years going, Trump's amazing. Trump's going to save it. us. Trump's going to fix us. And now yep. that he, Trump's not there, it's like, well, if we just reelect Trump in four years, then in four years, Trump will save us. And it's yeah, like, uh, I, no, guys, hey, maybe you're the hero you're waiting for. You know, yeah, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a Trump voter, you did two hero, heroic things this last year. You voted for him and then you bought a sticker that said, don't blame me. I voted for Bi or I voted for Trump. <laughs> and you act like that is all you have to do for the next, you know, four years. And that's the whole thing, too. Like, I'm sure you've. Uh, if you're not voting, I'm sure you've heard the whole sanctimonious nonsense about, well, if you didn't vote, you can't complain. That's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> as if casting a ballot somehow earns you a bigger right to complain about the person that you lost to. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's cringe. It's, that's a cringe take. Yeah, I've definitely seen uh, the boomer patient zero. That's definitely one of their takes. It's yeah. like the, one of the pillars of being like a boomer con. Um, so so yeah. Steven, uh, you were talking about, this is one of the things you were talking about. If you move to Japan, you don't become Japanese, mm. um, which is true. But the reality is we're talking about a very unique situation where if being American was truly genetic, it would be some half Native American, half Spanish person. Like, I'm not, I don't want to go down the path of indigenous peoples of America having their claim to the land. So, therefore, they're the real Americans. Yeah. Okay. So, that's the reason why so I don't make, put a race thing on it. Okay, at all. But you're, you, no, but you're, you're actually bringing up more the land than the nation. That's my point about like, like you're, are you saying the true Americans would be like some mix of indigenous, indigenous Spanish? Well, I mean, based on the idea that whoever was here first, no, that's not the idea. No, 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 absolutely not. That's called magic. Okay. Dirt. That's called magic dirt theory. I'm right, saying, okay. okay. So first of all, I'm not a, um, I would not consider myself a, like racial nationalist, okay? But I would right. consider myself a bit an ethno-nationalist in that ethnos is a big part of it, okay? Now, I also think that, that it's, it's what you, <clears throat> the way you want to understand it, like what I think like true nationalism is, it's like in terms of pillars. And I'm not, I don't have my, I'm not fully decided on which of the pillar is the biggest, but I know that they're like language, religion, blood, and um and values are all part of it and that like val like the the minute that you they can if they're out of balance it becomes really weird that's kind of one of my points so it's like no i'm not making a i'm saying the american nation is like the anglos it's actually like more from like the liberal perspective it's actually a little bit more bigoted than what they even say because it's not racial i don't think russians 
at, 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 during the 1700s are part of the American nation. Those dudes were white, okay? And I'm certainly not saying the – like what happened was the Americans were a nation and they conquered the nations of the, the indigenous so it's not who were there at the time. The, the, now, the Japanese, they conquered a bunch of people on that same island, yet they are the Japanese. Um, and even if the Japanese nation got put on ships tomorrow and they got moved to Antarctica, um, if, if it were real, uh, they would still be the Japanese because of their like lineage. Now, n- would they still be the Japanese if they stopped speaking Japanese tomorrow like probably not even though they have like the pure blood so there there goes your pure blood nationalism right so it's it's complicated and slippery but that doesn't mean there's no definition but I'm certainly not a magic dirt theorist it's not the place like the country's the place and it's not a claim of who was there first that would mean Adam was the only nationalist that's not true either like what like so like whoever like kill like you know that would mean there would be even more problems. If it was, it's not pure blood, but it's not pure civics. It's not pure ideas. It's not pure language. That would mean us, the Ang- everyone that speaks English is part of the same nation. So it's really like a pie chart approach where you, we, can de- we can debate over what part. Now, it's not even a debate. Different parts of the pie chart have been different across different nations, yet the, the elements of the pie chart always have been there for all nations and the lines can be blurred like the dude in that article said but at the end of the day there is such a thing called the nation there's a blood element there's a language element and there's a worship and a values element and and culture kind of like there's traditions and customs that are sometimes shared with other nations yet there's a thing called the nation and it's not that it's not that dependent on the place where it is other than they happen to be there at the time that they start does that make sense yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I mean, for me, at the end of the day, I know it frustrates a lot of people, but I define myself as a Christian over everything, and my nationality is I'm a citizen of Christ's kingdom. And then if you identify with those things with me, I have more in common with you than people that are of my race, of my gender, of my language or anything. So that's where I know uh, that's where I have some disagreement with this because I do think that America and frankly, the kingdom of God, and I'm not equating the two. It, it, I am, but I'm not. Dare that you, makes sense. <laughs> okay. okay. Dare you. This is Zion. Right. Yeah. Okay. Know that, know, that I'm not, know that I'm not saying that. But hand rubbing intensifies. They're based primarily on a faith. They're based primarily on the recognition of the one true God. And, and the fact that we got away from that as a nation is the biggest, I mean, it's the biggest contributor to our downfall. Everyone wants to say immigration, but immigration is really only a problem because much like God warned Solomon about marrying wives from other countries, we basically have been a a whore of a nation and invited all these other religions to come live here with no allegiance to the one true God and some even hating the one true God, which is crazy if you wanted to remain with any cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
like uh, I, I I completely agree with it. Like like the the problems did not start when we like started like you know race mixing <laughs> like or like whatever. That's like what I'm I complete completely agree with what you just said as far as like the, the all the problems are spiritual at the end of the day. Like they're all right. moral and thus spirit spiritual. And I completely agree that I would like agree more or like identify more with people that that um you know sean talked about it and i talked about before you got on that it's like i just would say that i like those based mexicans that are christian more than the americans people in the american nation that are like hate god yet that won't make me say that they aren't mexicans and that these people aren't like part of the american nation it's more like right, a, yeah. that's that's my argument about it's like I'm a nationalist because I accept what the reality of what the nation is, not that like I would prefer. I bet you I'd prefer most like mo- most of the people that Sean was talking about to to the Americans, like people in the American nation of today. Yet they're not American. They're maybe American citizens and they share like American civic values more, but they don't speak English. Um, they aren't like Anglo. um the only thing I don't like know about is like there is like a freaking conundrum with like with the blacks. And I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just saying like that we did in fact bring slaves over here and they're not going back and I don't want them to. But it's like what that's to me the the problem with American nationalism. But that's not the problem with nationalism. Like the, yeah, so that's yeah. one of the big issues is and you address this quite a bit. You cannot expel the people that are here. It just no. that doesn't work. But what the way that I would love things to be sorted out, I think people would expel themselves. They would voluntarily leave. I agree. If we became hardlined Christian, and I'm not saying that my issue with that on a lot of things is I don't need teetotalers. I don't need abolitionists who want to misconstrue the Bible much in the way the, the Jews did with the Talmud, where they had the Ten Commandments and then they decided they needed five or six hundred more laws. Uh, like, I don't need that. I need based, um, God fearing people to demand that this is the morality that we're going to tolerate. This is not tolerate glorify. We're going to glorify and anything else is going to be just shamed into you not wanting to be here and you will leave voluntarily because it's just miserable to be here, you know? And I know that's kind of like a caste system, which a whole lot of, right-wingers would be <laughs> and libertarians would be they're very wrong. they're wrong like yeah. mortified <laughs> yeah. by but Dude, like, i'm good with it <laughs> yeah i mean so yeah sean do you have any thoughts on what we're talking about no i just agree Shame. Shame. Yeah. i mean so i mean <laughs> I like, agree I, and disagree but i don't know i'm not as um i don't know i just don't really think about this as much in the political mind as much right. anymore i'm I kind of like people are saying in the chat and what we're kind of talking about, what Jessica was talking about it. I just see it much more spiritual. I'm more focused on people who are spiritually seeking God and connection with him and not as worried about the physical, not as worried about like this temporary place here and now, and more worried about what they're doing and how they're going to enter into the kingdom, the eternal kingdom that awaits us after this. So, so let me so ask everything about, else is just, I think, fun to talk about. But like, if I'm really going to place my importance anywhere, it's kind of in that. Right. So so I have a question about that, though. Like, as far as like, it's kind of like, um, I think we might have talked about this a little bit when you're on last time. But um, like a couple like two part question, like, number one, how does that like look in your daily life? 
You know, like I, I, I hate to like punt it to the physical world, but you are a physical guy. I mean, like you know, like I know, like you're 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 a hard worker and stuff, but like, it, like what is like here? How does that look in your daily life? And what, um, how do you make sure you? carve out a certain space like you're saying you're pr- you prioritize this the spiritual realm um how does like how do you carve out a space for that in your brain without it manifesting in the physical world i mean right it's gonna have to because right now i am in the physical world yeah that is where my soul exists in. but if you're prioritizing your soul and eternity if you have your eyes fixated on eternity and you're constantly seeking righteous living, yes, you are in the physical, you're existing in the physical, you're interacting with the physical, but all that is temporary. And if your soul is truly focused on the eternal, you're going to be seeking and entering into righteousness and righteous living. And I don't know, I mean, there's obviously the enemy is crafty (laughs) and deceptive and has many different tricks and schemes to lead you astray, but if you are just truly like seeking to be disciplined in your spiritual life, being in the word as much as possible, praying without ceasing, like silent prayer throughout your day, you're constantly thinking, you're constantly letting the Holy Spirit guide you towards what's good, true and beautiful, and just away from, you know, the opposite, what's destructive, evil, ugly, and false. Um, I mean, that's just, I think, the priority that should be taking place in your every moment, not just your every day. Um, but right. There's that, but your life right now here now is physical and you are existing in this. I mean, I can sit here and say, God wants me to be, you know, whatever X, Y, or Z. But if a government backed by force says that's illegal to do that, you know, (laughs) there's going to be conflict. Like it's not this perfect situation where conflict is going to be avoided or situations are going to be easy, you know, we're not called to live easy, comfortable lives here. Now there's bound to be conflict and strive. Um, I might've drifted away from what the, no, no, that, that makes there, perfect sense. Yeah. I, I just I, think as yeah. long as you just kind of have that, that, that idea that I've just, your eyes are fixated on eternity and not focus on the here and now, yeah. but you are here and now. Yeah. So like, you can't avoid that. You can't ignore it entirely. Like you do have to deal with it, but as long as you're kind of fixating your eternal soul on eternity, I think the rest is just going to be guided. You're going to be guided in the right direction, the right place at the right time. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I just think you should run for office. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that, that's Not like, it. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just like, Not yeah, I get it. But like, we're here now. And like, what, so it's like my question. Yeah, man. Like, when we start our compound in East Tennessee, I, I will oh, be right there with you. You can be right. sheriff. I'll be deputy sheriff. And, I'm more uh, of a secretary of, of re-education type guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run the, I'll run the gulag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so it's like, what, let me ask. So, you know, kind of off of what um, Sean was just saying, Jeremy, like, what do you think? And and you know, after Jeremy gives his you know his spiel, we'll kick it back to you, Sean. Like, what do you think a a politician who has his eyes focused on a Christ's kingdom like looks like? Because they do exist. I mean, it, I don't know about right now, but they in theory they yeah. existed at one point where it's like there were Christian politicians that were seeking God's kingdom. Like, what does that look like to you, Jeremy? So. 
kind of does go right off of what Sean was just saying. My philosophy, and it's not mine alone, is just the gospel in everything. So everything, the decisions that I make, the things that I do, um, the gospel should be in that, in that there should be a way that I can demonstrate Christ to someone through whatever I'm doing, even if it's joking or anything. Um, there should be able to do that. And then also, um, Christ, the Holy spirit informs every decision that I make. Right. So if I was truly, and this is where if a godly man, a truly righteous man were to win office, it would only be because of the grace of God, because the system is not set up for someone who makes decisions exclusively informed by uh christ and the and a christian uh moral base to win any of these things and and the bad part is even in the community of we'll just say of faith in general like not faith as in other faiths but like you have orthodox and catholic and protestant and all this other um even amongst Shoot, even amongst people in my own one denomination, people disagree about what certain things mean and what certain things are true. So if you are a quote unquote Christian politician, you're still going to get flack from other believers that are saying, oh, well, you decided the wrong way on this because the Bible says dot, dot, dot. And he's going to have to come back and say, I know the Bible says dot, 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 but I in context, read it to mean this, the opposite of what you just said. So even if a man of faith is, has won and is operating in that, he's still going to take massive heat from the community that he represents. Um, because that's just kind of the kind of people we are in general. That's our human side is, you know, we, most people can't say they might be wrong. <laughs> so they're going to just lambaste this guy, even though he might be the only um, you know, Christ-filled person in public office. Hmm. Is that what you were asking me, or did a you little have a different bit? Yeah, no. I mean, the gospel. In all, no, no. The gospel in all things definitely rings true, and it's like I can't. You guys are kind of saying the same thing. Where it's, it's like to pray without ceasing and have it affect your every decision. You know, and that that makes a lot of sense. And it's like we all have roles, and I I think that it's definitely like biblical. What you're saying, you're like an act of God would. It would take an act of God for a Christian man to, uh, he better be a man to uh, be in office. A biblical Christian, biblical, for sure. And like, you know, but, but like God ordains all, all rulers and nations and like the leaders of nations are, uh, is that's ordained by God. So, you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's almost everything's an act of God. Uh, I agree. There, I agree. Yeah. There would be a line drawn between just someone that God is using to rule. Mm, we talked about men. this. Yep. Yep. Versus right. actually appointed by God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the example in the Bible is right. The, the, the everyone's hero, David, right? Like, David wasn't trying to be king, you know? Mm. God appointed him to be king. He was the rightful king, right? And even when, like, the king that was in place was, like, trying to actively stop him and kill him, he still just was divinely given the power that he deserved that he was built for and made and created for. Um, I think that would be really truly the only solution 
but there's going to be a lot of Sauls. There's going to be a lot of Nebuchadnezzars. There's going to be a lot of, you know, people who are put in positions of power by God, but they're not necessarily there for the righteous reasons, you know? Yeah. There's a difference between ordained and anointed. What is it? Yeah. yeah that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, what, what is it? What is it? There's a difference between something being ordained by God and them, them being anointed. No, I'm saying like, like David yeah, what, was what anointed. Is that? Okay. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. 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 Da- da- so David was anointed chosen by God anointed for the purposes of being the king. Nothing was going to stop the fact that he was going to be the king someday because he was God's anointed, God's chosen one for that role. However, there also could be someone that God just ordains, someone just God calls to use for a purpose, even if it's for the purpose of just judgment against people or something like that. You know what I mean? So there's a little bit of a nuance there where God can ordain the evil for his purposes at a time, you know? Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good point. I never thought about but, that. I would, I would have to, as you, as you and other people have said, would have to do like, um, was it exegetical? Is that how you say the word? Work on yeah, that? exegetical. Like see, you see like what the, those, because I know those, both those words you are know what? in the Bible. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not sure of the Hebrew. I'm not as good with Hebrew as I am with Greek. So, um yeah. You'd have to look in the in the Hebrew for sure. Blue letter. Bible that's that's letter. where that's one of the things that I I miss hanging out with Devin Gospel Bear because he is like practically fluent in Hebrew. So like off the cuff, he was my dictionary. Wow, that's <laughs> but, tight. Yeah, I, I love that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Like I, I was going to do. Why don't everyone in the chat? I don't know, like are can both you guys stay for a little longer? Or you got you know? I said like ten to fifteen minute calls, and like Sean's been on for like an hour which is no problem you know? like, like I, no, I don't care at all but like like um if you guys can stay longer we can take questions for the ch- from the chat or just uh maybe people in the chat can like um ask a question or make a comment and like put the who you're directing at it or something like that i can just like read the stuff if you just put a, dot, a bunch of dot dot dots in the chat i'm skipping them guys uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's become like a like an inside joke on the channel or whatever but um this is interesting. I'll address this one first while, while we wait. Artist says, what has to happen? This is a very good question. What has to happen for someone to change their, quote, nationality or can you? Um, that's, um, that's a good, like, that's like the best question. The best. Uh, because I don't think a person can, much like you can't change your family. But I, and I hate to punt it to like the, I, you know it when you see it thing, but it's like, the, the lines between the stuff get blurred. Like, I don't know what the day a nation ends other than when you genocide everybody, which obviously I don't ask for <laughs> at all. Um, but there is a, like, a, it's almost like uh, you're driving a manual car and, like, there's, you, 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 there's, like, a transition point where you shift gears. And it, that can be hundreds of years. But at the end of the day, like, it's, it takes them naming themselves, you know, breeding enough adopting enough language, enough cultural pillars, like laying, I'm just going to say cultural pillars rather than like listing these five things every single time, but enough things have to be adopted and enough breeding has to occur and enough power has to be, um, has to be accrued for that to happen. But that's a good, like the, the, I'm not saying there's not like blurred lines and like a Venn diagram and places of contention and things like that. Yet the nation is still a thing. That's kind of my answer. Shitty as it might be. 
Um, uh, I'm sure our Muslim friend would appreciate your use of the word pillars. Yeah, okay, sure. yeah, he got the set of a There's only five of them. Bring them bring, bring back, set of a canvas. Bring back the hedgehog. Okay. Right. Um, so this is for Sean. How many of the Ten Commandments can Sean name, says artist? He says, ha ha. Oh, wow. How many or just like, do I have to do them in order? Uh, no, um, let's start with just naming them. Do I have to put thou in front of everything? Yes. No. Yeah. Um, yeah can't have best. other gods. Yep. Um, can't have graven images. Can't kill, steal, commit adultery. Um, keep the Sabbath day holy. Um, Honor thy father and mother. And where am I at? You're missing two. Did I say covet? Can't covet. Nope, you got that one. Okay, and one more. Can't bear false witness. Oh, sorry. One more after this. And now there's some debate over this, by I the have way, nine. Like, like because some I don't know who's who, but like I think the um, like Catholic and Orthodox put the graven images and ha- not have any gods before you in the first commandment. And then the second one would be the one you're missing. But like there's a clear <laughs> one. Actually, you're missing. A, there's a good way. Uh, Duvati Bakum. I don't know if you're familiar with him, like reformed uh, apologetics guy, pretty bass, black <laughs> preacher man. Be black. He summarized, you know, they asked, um, um, you know, they asked Jesus, what is the law? Like, what is yeah, the whole of law? Sure. And he said, it's love God and love your neighbor, yeah. which is a summary of the Ten Commandments. So I guess the first four. So he said the first four are love God. Yeah, you're, right? you're, so I guess you're missing be, the Lord, Lord's name in vain. Lord's name in vain. Yeah. So the yeah. first four are no other gods, no graven images, Lord's name in vain and Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are about your neighbor. So the next six are about, you know, basically like loving people who aren't God, loving yeah. those around you and, you know, being righteous to them. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of a summary of the Ten Commandments summarized perfectly by Jesus. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> was, uh, you know, sent to basically explain righteousness to the common man and, you know, summarized it perfectly for us. Yeah. You know, the, um, it's it's I didn't know this until about six months ago that you know that both both of the great commandments are also in the the books of Moses like love uh, love your neighbor as yourself is in Leviticus and um, love the love the Lord your God is is uh, is in Exodus and Deuteronomy but I never knew that love that your neighbor as yourself was actually in was was codified prior to Jesus kind of interesting right yeah you guys know that. Jeremy, yep. you know that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes, well, okay. Well, I am aware. Dang it. I'm new, Sorry. guys. I'm new. <laughs> I'm new. How many? Well, the uh, thing yeah. is that Jesus, it is, it shouldn't surprise us because Jesus clearly said he did not come away to do away with the law. He came to fulfill the law. Fulfill and every it, yeah. time Jesus defended himself against temptation or against accusation, he always went to the word of God. It is written. It is written over and over and over again. So Jesus didn't, Jesus was radical in his application, but he wasn't radical in really what he was saying. What he was saying was the word of God to begin with, because he was the word of God. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's hot stuff <laughs> anyway, for sure. It's I hot, go on tirades. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that was like 20 seconds, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, the, there you this is probably an actually, since Steven just dropped an actually on us. Um, 
the uh, <laughs> the the not taking the the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You guys probably are aware of this, but just in case there's anybody else, there is. I was always raised thinking, okay, that means you can't say, you know, oh my God or something, which yeah. I still don't because I was raised that way. So it's still one of those things where I feel like it's reverent to not say OMG and, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. But the Hebrew really does say you should not carry the name of the Lord in vain, meaning don't claim to be of God, claim to be a child of God in a way that doesn't glorify him. Yeah. And vain so. itself is vanity, which is like of yourself. Right. So it's, it's basically like, don't pretend to be God yourself. Don't speak for God. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is, which is basically in its very essence, it's blasphemy as we understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't blaspheme. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a good point. Yeah. That's what, that's what you're saying the other day when we brought up uh, the Brandy love thing, because I was like, you know, she like, quoted corinthians oh. and sean you texted me about this too that she like uh that she quoted corinthians when uh when yeah. person, one person was like like how would you call being a porn star like and she's like you know christ has called us in whatever we do whatever it's a we terrible, do you know? ter it's terrible you want to talk about exegetical yeah. that is terrible exegesis it's just awful yeah i mean and, and i mean that's and because like first i know you hate the phrase what's that I mean, that's what I text to Stephen, but it's like, it's just so funny because like first Corinthians summarized is basically like, don't fight with each other <laughs> and right. don't be sexually promiscuous. And purity. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like if you want to put it very simply, it's like, Hey, like don't be false idols. Don't follow false preachers and get your uh, sex life in, in check. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was kind of saying earlier in the chat too. Like that's kind of the problem with solo scriptura is anyone can kind of um, pick and choose a verse and twist it to form whatever argument they're, they're making in the moment. You know, that's kind of why you need church tradition because there's tried and true arguments that the church, whatever church it may be, has kind of worked through that stuff already and kind of can explain it entirely in its yeah. context. Right. Well, and that's for me, it's why I pay so much close attention to uh, the first century church as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I even though I enjoy even though I enjoy uh, church tradition and writing from saints after uh, that time period, I feel like as we all can tell just from our own situation right now, how much history gets distorted it's very easy for man to distort what they think, you know, through the game of telephone down a few hundred years. But you look at that first century and how they worshiped and, uh, you know, at their ecclesiology at the time, like how, how were they called to worship God? And I think the closer we can emulate that, the better. But um, what, what else were we talking about? We were talking about something else, Stephen, and we got sidetracked. Oh, we're answering questions, but. Oh, yeah. OK, sorry. I'm, I'm, no, no, we're good. I'm actually I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm discussing something with the artist in the chat. So let me uh, I'll, I'll address it on the oh, mic gotcha. uh, either way. So um, uh, so MK, the first century church is is basically the year 33 to the year 100. So so year 100 right. to 200 would be uh, would be the second century. Um, What's the marker? that you're making or people make with that. Cause I would say it's the death of John, right? The last apostle. Right. Basically. No. Well, that's, so, that's, he died like in 96. My opinion, my take on that would be that like, that's kind of the mile marker is like the last 
appointed well, apostle. And well, after that is basically the start of our church that we're in right now, not the church that was first established. It's more important to like, like to, to me, like they call after John, the apostolic fathers, whereas the era from like 33 to 96 would be called the apostles. Um, and of course people are getting, you know, there's people getting born and becoming Christians and st- people dying during the, during every year. Right. Um, but no, I would say that the, the Jesus started the church on the day of Pentecost. Like that's when like the first, like to me, yeah. like, or, or you could say like during the 40 days after he was re- resurrected. Yeah. Artist, if you want to jump on the call, you got the DM dude. So if you want to get in here, great. Or we doesn't matter if you get in the call, then uh, we'll talk to you. If not, I'll address them right now. Doesn't matter. Can, can I answer I, MK Ultra real quick? I actually, yeah, real quick. I might actually have to take off, guys. Ah, uh, okay. I'm sorry. Good. This was awesome. You, you did a good call. I mean, they've been on for a long time. I mean, yeah. So we're gonna do more of these. I'm gonna, I'm planning on doing a call-in show at least once a month. So you'll you'll be you'll be on the the short list for uh you know whatever topic we do. So um, I love that. You, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you plug your stuff? Get some get some followers over there. Get some clout, and then we'll we'll boot you. <laughs> Yeah, Sean V. Planet for all my stuff. I do live streams, podcasts. You can find all that on my channel on whatever app stuff you have, YouTube, BitChute, all that stuff. And uh, I do devotional reading streams. You can find the links on my channel or on YouTube. Good news for my dudes. And I write some blogs. And I haven't written one in a while, but I'm coming in hot here in the next month or two with some. Nice. Um, Yeah, just Sean V. Planet for everything. At Sean V. Planet and all the things. Cool, bro. All right, yeah, everyone check and out his work it, and uh, give uh, the fan club a follow over there on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, this guy, this guy <laughs> does great work, so please check him out. All right, man. Thank you again, Steven. All right. God Keep crushing, man. brother. Thank you, Keep bro. Keep crushing. I'll see you around. Peace.